ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Thursday, April 18th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Got the whole show together today. No guest. It's just you and me and the occasional phone call as I can answer the phone. We will do that at 877-420-TALK. 877-420-8255. Our phone lines, of course, this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories, the original light beer. So, we got a lot to get into today. NFL schedule last night. They made a production out of it again. Because why not let us have a made-for-television event? No, NFL, just give me the schedule. Just send me a release. Just post it on your website. I don't need a made-for-TV event. Of course, if you have a 24-hour network, you have to have made-for-television events. That's just the news cycle these days. So we've got a show, which I did not watch. Revealing the schedule, and then every NFL team, it felt like, went social media crazy, producing videos. I did watch the Bengals. Who Day was on a scooter. I was actually amused by that, but we will we will not get too much into that. I will say this, though. The Atlanta Falcons, they had a Game of Thrones-style reveal. A couple other teams tried it as well. I think the Falcons actually got it and nailed it. Uh, didn't the Steelers come up with something that was uh, referential to uh, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? I, I didn't watch that. But we'll get into the Bengals' schedule in a minute. But the, the primetime games are what I'm interested in because, of course, my whole schedule is going to be focused around this. What am I doing week one of the NFL? Well, Thursday night I'm watching the Packers and the Bears. Yes, I am. It's a good choice. Sunday, uh, okay, I'll watch it. Steelers at Patriots. You got to show that one. You got to have that. That's got to be your Sunday game. Uh, Monday is Texans at Saints. That could be interesting. That's your uh, first Monday night game. And then at 10:20 p.m., it'll be the Broncos at Raiders. So that's your week one primetime schedule. Your week two primetime schedule: the Buccaneers at Panthers. That is going to be on the mighty NFL Network. Uh, Sunday night is going to be Eagles at Falcons on NBC, and then Monday Browns at Jets. Browns are going to be prominently featured in a few primetime games early on. Week 3, Titans at Jaguars on NFL Network for Thursday. Sunday is going to be Rams at Browns. Again, you're going to hear that. The Browns are getting some primetime love. This time they're going to be on NBC with an 8.20 p.m. game on Week 3. And then the Bears taking on the Redskins is your Monday night football game. Week 4, Eagles at Packers. That's your Fox NFL Network game. So Fox will start joining into the fray there. Eagles or Packers, that'll be a pretty good game, actually. And then Sunday, we get treated to the Cowboys at Saints. And then Monday night, Bengals at Steelers. The third road game of the early season. It'll be week four, and that'll be the Bengals' third road game. Thanks, NFL. NFL taking care of my team this year, really doing a good job of that. Then week five, you got the Rams at Seahawks for the Thursday night game. The Sunday game, and we can start seeing some flexing here, I believe. Colts at Chiefs. Monday will be Browns. Again, Browns in the conversation at the 49ers. 
And then week six, the Giants at Patriots is your Thursday game. Your Sunday game is going to be the Steelers at Chargers. The Monday game is going to be the Lions at Packers. Week seven, Chiefs at Browns. I'm sorry, Chiefs at Broncos. And that's your Thursday night game, week seven. Eagles at Cowboys is your Sunday game. Patriots at Jets, that's your Monday game. Week eight is going to be Redskins at Vikings on Thursday. Packers at Chiefs on Sunday for week eight. And then Dolphins at Steelers is your Monday game. Week 9, 49ers at Cardinals. That's your Thursday game. Patriots at Ravens is going to be your Sunday game. And then the Cowboys at Giants are Monday game. Thursday, Week 10, Chargers at Raiders. Sunday's Vikings at Cowboys. Monday is going to be Seahawks at 49ers. And then we start picking back up with, uh, I'm glad they're playing on Thursday because that means I get to see the Bengals on Sunday. The Steelers at Browns. That'll be your Thursday game, Week 11. It'll be Bears at Rams for the Sunday game. And then Chiefs at Chargers. And that's going to be in Mexico City. That's a big-time game there on Week 11. Week 12, we get the Colts at Texans for Thursday, Seahawks at Eagles for Sunday, and Ravens at Rams on Monday. And then Thanksgiving week, we got them all. Bears at Lions, Bills at Cowboys, Saints at Falcons. Those are your Sunday games. Thursday... I'm sorry, those are your Thursday games. Sunday, Patriots at Texans, and then Monday, Vikings at Seahawks. And uh, as we get closer to the end of this, uh, Week 14 is going to be Cowboys at Bears for Thursday, Seahawks at Rams for Sunday, Giants and Eagles for Monday. And again, I'm sure they're going to flex some of those Sunday games. Jets at Ravens will be Thursday on Week 15, Vikings at Chargers for Sunday, and then Colts at Saints on Monday. And then... Uh, we get down to that week 16 where Chiefs at Bears, that can be flexed on week 16. Monday, Packers at Vikings. And then Sunday, we just don't know what the Sunday game is going to be because, again, uh, there could be some uh, flexing. And the NFL has set aside some games as to be determined because, you know, you could have a, a Saturday triple header. You could have some games move into a Saturday time slot. So that's what the NFL primetime schedule looks like. And, again, we had to have a show. We had to have a an event show. Just give me the schedule. Just tell me who's playing. That's all I want. I don't want... Okay, maybe I do. Maybe secretly I want all of that analysis. Oh, hey, who's got the toughest schedule? We don't know yet. First of all, we got this thing called a draft coming up, and a whole bunch of teams are going to get a whole bunch of new players. And some of those players might be really good and, and leave an impact early on that team. So we don't know yet. Just basing everything off last year. The Bengals, their schedule, no favors done to the Bengals. None. The Bengals do not have a fun schedule. And I'll talk about it when we continue. We will get your phone calls in as well. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our phone line this hour brought to you by Miller Light. Hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. The original Light beer. We got more on the way. It's the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now back to the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It is Thursday, April 18th. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of the drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Today's a significant day for me in sport. 
I'll tell you more about it later on. But we've got the Bengals schedule to go over, the schedule coming out yesterday, and a made-for-television event, the NFL making sure that we all got to enjoy the spectacle that is the releasing of the schedule. Yes, let's get all hyped. Now, just give me the schedule. Just here it is, your schedule. I mean, unless you're trying to just generate excitement for your season tickets, I get that. I get that completely. But the bingo schedule is out as well. So we got sort of a, a sneak peek early yesterday what some of the schedule would look like. We found out that they're going to be in London. Let me run it down for you. And then we'll go over what my early predictions are. My way too soon prediction of what the Bengals will do. And no, they're not going 16 and 0. So get that out of your mind right now. Maybe 15 and 1? No. We'll talk about that in a second. But first of all, September 8th, it's going to be the Bengals at Seattle. So they're going on the road again for the first time the season. They always, almost always start out on the road. NFL does not like them to play home for some reason. What what are you doing, NFL? So they got to go to Seattle for their first game on September 8th. And then September 15th, they've got to take on the mighty 49ers. And that's going to be a home game. So the home opener is September 15th, home against the 49ers. And back on the road. It's not as terrible, but still, you're going to Buffalo. So they're going to Buffalo on September 22nd. And then they'll come back home to Cincinnati, gear up again, and then head out to Pittsburgh. Get an extra day to, to plan for this one because it's a Monday night game. So they're going to be at Pittsburgh. We talked about that one earlier. So Pittsburgh on September 30th. Now, they come back home. They've got Arizona on October 6th. And then back on the road again. October 13th, they're at Baltimore. So they will have played two home games and four road games at this point. Then on October 20th, they get a couple of home games. Actually, they get three, starting with October 20th. They're going to take on Jacksonville, so they got them on the 20th. October 27th, they're taking on the Rams. But is it really a home game if it's in London? I believe it's the road game um, where they're the home team in this one, I think. But still, they're in London for the Rams. Yeah. Okay. I think that's actually going to be a normal time, our time. If I was looking at the schedule right, because years past, we'd have to get up bright and early to watch that game. And no, they can play that game later, and we can see it at our normal time. So that's the game on the 27th. Then they get some uh, time off, and then they'll get right back at it on November 10th against Baltimore. Then they're on the road at Oakland. Got to go out to Oakland on the 17th. Eventually, that'll be Vegas, but now it's Oakland. So they'll go out to Oakland on the 17th and then come back home on the 24th. They've got Pittsburgh. That's a home game, 24th. Then on December 1st, they play host to the New York Jets. And then December 8th at Cleveland. They're going to be a little tired, but at least they'll get some rest after the Oakland game because they'll be back home for a couple. Then they go to Cleveland. And then they go to, well, if it'll feel like a game for the Patriots to be home, but it's going to be a home game for the Bengals. They will go to their beds getting ready for a home game against New England. That's December 15th. And then after that, December 22nd at Miami. At least they'll get some sun, right? Winter, sun, yeah, he'll take that. And then December 29th, 
they finished the season, regular season anyway, against Cleveland at home. So the Bengals and the Clowns will be facing off on December 29th. What the heck? Thanks, NFL. That's a, that's a great schedule. They're going to play the Patriots. That's never easy. They got to play the Rams. I mean, all right. You got two Super Bowl teams right there. Here you go. Two Super Bowl teams. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's it's great. Um that Rams game will be interesting for sure. So, the 49ers should be improved. And then they've got the Browns. You got the Browns and they're improved. You can't do anything about that. You can't do anything about the Browns, the Ravens, or the Steelers. They're just part of the package. Expect them every year on the schedule. You got to just deal with that man up. But you look at the schedule, they're going to be beat up on the road by the time they come back. Because you start at Seattle, then you start your home season against the 49ers. Then you go back on the road for a couple, and then by the time you come back, either you're 4-0, 3-1, 2-2, all of those are possibilities. They go on the road to Seattle. If they win against Seattle on the road, I'm going to feel really optimistic right off the bat because I think they can beat the 49ers. I think they can beat Buffalo. I'm not going to even dare to predict the Monday night game. It's at Pittsburgh. So, I mean, 2-2. Two and two. Okay, what if they're 2-2? Two and two? They come in two and two. Will the fans show up? Because you got Arizona. Sure, Arizona's not terrible, but I don't know if that's. I'm sitting here going, man, let, I want to go to the, the Bengals Arizona game. You're just looking for a game to go to. It's not my first pick. I'm a Bengals fan, so I'll take the ticket, but still. And then they got to go to Baltimore. And I'm okay with that. They'll beat Baltimore. They've got Baltimore's number, it feels like. It's the Steelers and now the Browns that you have to contend with more. I think they've got Baltimore's number. But Jacksonville is going to be tough, even though that's going to be a home game. Jacksonville is going to be tough. Then they got to go to London to take on the Rams. And then they come back and they'll have to take on Baltimore again. That'll be against Baltimore at home. I still think they got Baltimore's number, but not after going on the road in the air overseas, driving on the wrong side of the road to take on the L.A. Rams. We're pretty good, by the way. So how does this pan out? I'm going to say 7-9, 8-8, and 9-7. That range. I'm just going to put a range on it. I'm not going to spell it out. Because I don't see them winning against New England. I don't see them winning against Pittsburgh. Sorry. Until you do it consistently. And it's in the loss column for me. Uh, I think they'll split with Baltimore. I, maybe they split with the Browns. I don't know. They lose to the Rams. I see them losing there. You look at the rest of the schedule. I want to say the 49ers, that's a win. I want to say Buffalo, that's a win. I want to say Arizona's a win, but... We'll see. Oakland, I want to say, is a win. I want to say the Jets are is a win as well. Miami, I don't know about. Maybe a win. So, really, I think they're going to have more problems in division than out of the division. With the exception of, okay, they got to take on the Patriots. Lost. they got to take on the Rams. Lost on the road. 
And there might be some hangover from that if they lose that on the road, in the air, over the river, and through the woods, and across the ocean. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Nine and seven. Seven and nine. That's the range I'm going to give them. Because I think they will be competitive with Cleveland. I'm not bought in yet. I haven't bought in. I know there's a lot of people drinking the Kool-Aid right now for Cleveland. And you're happy. You've got something to be excited about. You've got some hope in the factory of sadness. There's there's this feeling that you might rise above mediocrity and be a first-round exit in the playoffs. You might reach that plateau, but you still have the Steelers and you still have the Ravens to contend with, just like the Bengals do. That's my prediction. 9-7 to 7-9. That range. 8-8 eight eight to possibility. No playoffs here. I don't see it. What I'm more interested in, though, is what's the draft going to be like? Will the Bengals go for a quarterback? Please say yes. Say yes. You're going to get a quarterback. We're going to transition out from the Andy Dalton era. I had optimism for this guy. I had hope. He's a good quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback. You need an elite quarterback. You need a transformative quarterback. You need a top-level quarterback. You've got one of the best wide receivers in the game right now, A.J. Green. You need a quarterback that can give him the ball. I mean, to his credit, he he was doing okay. He got injured. We'll see. Maybe he'll thrive in a new system. I don't know. But at the end of the day, NFL, I don't think the NFL really did any favors here. And probably it's because their scheduling philosophy is, hey, let's make sure everybody goes 8-8. Eight and eight. Okay, I get that. You want to have parity. You want to have that. You want to have that as well. But don't you want to give the teams that had the better records, tougher schedules, so you can even this thing out? What are, you, what are you doing? That's just my take. Bengals open up Seattle with a loss, and we'll go from there. If they win that game, I'm going to feel a lot better. Plus, I get to talk a lot of trash because I know a Seahawk fan or two. And I can't stand them. They're annoying. Trust me. They're annoying. More on the way, it's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Today is Thursday, April 18th. you know where you were 20 years ago? I do. 20 years ago on this very date was the final game played as a professional hockey player for Wayne Gretzky. 20 years ago today, he retired. And you can say what you will about his career. It's one of the greatest of all time. Any sport, there's talk that maybe Alex Ovechkin will catch up to him in scoring, and that's a possibility. And Wayne Gretzky even came out and said, you know, that is a possibility. He's a great player. You know, He's not a guy that's going to sit there and belittle the guy for coming up and maybe catching one of his records, because Gresky did so much for the game, and most of his records will stand long after I'm gone, or at least a majority of them. And let me tell you, he had a boatload of them when he retired and still has the majority of them, one of the greatest all time. Even though um, he said that uh, Gordie Howe was the greatest, I, I disagree. I say that Wayne Gresky's the greatest. But Wayne Gresky was my sports hero. Gordie Howe was Wayne Gresky's sports hero, so I know how that plays out. But 20 years ago today, um, hockey is one of my loves. It's one of my few passions as far as sports concerned. It's the one sport that I came upon myself because imagine 20 years ago, 30 years ago, hockey wasn't necessarily on the scene or even longer than that. And so hockey was like this thing that was mine. And later I'd come to find people who actually like hockey just as much as I did. But for a while, it was just like it was my thing. And we had hockey in Huntington. We had the Huntington Blizzard. And between them leaving and Gretzky retiring around that same time frame, you know, that was just not a good good time for me. 
far as a sports fan is concerned. But 20 years ago, I remember watching that game, and he didn't score. Yarmir Yager ruined the game. He scores, and Gretzky says, hey, you ruined my game. And he was joking, and Yager apologized. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to beat you on your final day. One of those things. And uh, those two would train together. It was, I thought, one of the most interesting ways to go out because you kind of get the hint. It, it kind of came out a little earlier than maybe he liked, but Gretzky didn't want a tour. He didn't want one of those, hey, I'm going to farewell my career. He wasn't about that. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm going to announce I'm done and we're going to play this final game and I'm going to miss you all. And, you know, that's going to be that. It wasn't this big buildup like, yo, this is Kobe's last season. That's great. I get that. Hey, this is my last season. No, Gretzky was like, this was 20 years ago. I'm done. Can't do it anymore. I mean, that was pretty much what was in his mind. It was along the lines that he just didn't want to go anymore. I mean, he loved everything about the game. And the story I was reading today, he even said, he says, look, I loved everything about the game. I love practices. I love playing. I love the fans, the travel, being with the guys. Loved all that. But he just couldn't get himself ready for the offseason because that's what he was dreading. And I think that's when he realized, okay, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't do this. It's probably time. And he would have been working two and a half, three hours a day just to get ready in the offseason, training, doing what he needed to do. And something just in him said, look, I can't do that anymore. Mentally, he just decided, I can't do that anymore. It's probably time because I'm not looking forward to that. And just the thought of, all right, I got to do all this. Because he was getting up there in age. He could have gone a couple more years. He wasn't in the prime of his youth anymore. And he was in a good spot. He spent three years in Madison Square Garden playing hockey World's greatest arena. Got to play with Mark Messier again. He was reunited with him. Got to play a little bit more against uh, Mario Lemieux and some other guys in his career because he had an interesting story. Uh, it was like I think it was the, the first thirty for thirty King's Ransom, the documentary about Gretzky and going to L.A. I mean, imagine he could have stayed in Edmonton if they would have um, given him a fair price. You know, maybe done right by him. And he could have stayed, played in Edmonton. They could have won some more Stanley Cups there, had a huge dynasty. It would have been great. But then he goes to L.A., and hockey on the West Coast is now a thing. I mean, because you get the San Jose Sharks, you got the Anaheim Ducks. Of course, you had the L.A. Kings. You got that. You're going to have soon Seattle. Seattle's going to have a franchise, and you're going to have a lot of good hockey in the West Coast. I mean, Arizona's got a franchise. I know some of you are like, yeah, Arizona, why, why do they? Yeah, they got a franchise. They got Vegas has got a franchise, and that's it's going well for them. So you can put that on Wayne Gretzky bringing a superstar charisma to the game of hockey and to the United States. But it was just so, hey, I'm done. I'm retiring. This is my last game. Not this, hey, we're going to have this made-for-television event. I mean, it was a big deal. People had to scramble because, oh, this is his last game, so people had to scramble, and you just didn't see it drawn out. I mean, it wasn't painful. It wasn't drawn out like, oh, come on, you could go another year. No, he, he's, he was pretty much response to that was, yeah, that's the right time. I, I know I could go another year. It's, it's the right time. Because honestly, I wouldn't have wanted to see my favorite hockey player playing out the string. He's just out there, maybe not as good as he once was. You know he's the greatest of all time, but he's just out there, and he wants to play the game. He just wants to play the game. And I get that. You want to play the game. You want to be out there. You want to be a part of it. But 
you just um, your shell of yourself maybe, or you know, it's it's harder and harder for you. You've done everything. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. You've done it all. You've accomplished everything. You've won Stanley Cups. You've won you know countless records. Uh, you made good money. I hope. I think you did. And you just don't want to see the guy out there just playing out the string. It's like, okay, here's here comes Gresky. Remember when he was really good? Yeah, I didn't want to have that in my head watching my favorite player. And we do this, we see this, and it happens all the time. I'm thankful. I didn't have that moment in my life where it's like, okay, why is he out there? Just, I, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at a shell of the guy who I rooted for as a hockey fan. I'm looking at it. I don't want to see that. Your, your favorite player. I mean, you want to see your favorite player play forever, right? You do. But I don't want to see my favorite player out there on a decline. I, I want to see him in my mind where he was, the pinnacle, the top, you know, at his best. Realizing that, okay, I'm not going to be at my best much longer. I know I can go, but I'm, I'm not going to be at my best. And he just decided, I, I, I can't do it anymore. They're getting younger. They're getting faster. He's not. And that's why I, I'm grateful to a degree. I mean, I was, um, as, a, as a younger person, a younger man, um, that it was all I knew. I didn't pick a team to root for. And then just stay with that team. I picked a player. And so when I talk to people sometimes, uh, look, pick a team. I mean, this conversation has come up. Pick a team. I mean, you can root for a guy, but pick a team. Don't pick a guy. Don't pick it. Don't pick. I mean, there are a lot of kids who, though, do that. Like, they love LeBron. They love LeBron. So LeBron, he leaves Cleveland. He goes to Miami. You're going to Miami. He leaves Miami. He goes to Cleveland. You're going back to Cleveland. He leaves Cleveland, he's going to L.A., you're going to L.A. And I see kids uh, in the store, grocery store, shopping, they got their LeBron jerseys. I actually saw, I think I saw a little kid with a LeBron Lakers jersey. I think that's what he was wearing. And as much as I was like, hey, good for you, man, that, that jersey, thankfully you're going to grow out of that because that's not going to get you many more years. He's out there to be a movie star now. He's a mogul. He's, uh, he's making movies, producing television. But... Uh, I'm thankful that my guy, my hero, sports hero anyway, he didn't um, just slink off the ice. Just, you know, you're like, why are you out there still? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you? Why? Why are you just a shell of yourself? And you know, the whole parade. It was like, wow! It was all of a sudden. It's over. Yeah, that time was over. And then I'm sitting there thinking, man, uh, who am I rooting for? I gotta root for a team. I gotta because you know I don't have Gretzky anymore. Because I was rooting for the Blues. I was rooting for the Kings. I, now I did enjoy rooting for the Kings. I was an Edmonton fan. I was rooting for them. Before that, I was an Islanders fan. And so Gretzky retires, and I'm like, you know, he's retiring with the Rangers. He said that he couldn't imagine playing his final game anywhere else other than Madison Square Garden. And you know, I've had fun watching the Rangers over the few years before. Because I was a Mark Messier fan too, so I was really watching the Rangers. Messier, I really enjoyed, you know, Messier, his career, one of the all-time greats as well. And so I'm a Rangers fan, and to this day, even though they're not in the playoffs and they're terrible right now, but they've got the second uh, pick in the draft, so I'm hoping good things happen for them. That's uh, who I stick with now. I don't get too attached to players because you know I'm rooting for the team. I picked this team. I'm gonna stick with them. But it was fun. It was fun being a Gretzky fan back in back in the day. And then just 20 years ago, like I don't know what to do. I mean, season's over. He's not the uh, the Rangers didn't make the playoffs. He's retiring. I don't know what to do now. And then the Blizzard leave. Yeah, they leave, and, and I don't have them anymore. And it's like wow. Yeah, this is like a, a, a chapter of my life has ended. Uh, thankfully, more chapters have been written since, and I'll tell you what, the book's pretty good. 
Uh, it hasn't been released yet. We're going to do uh, maybe a paperback one day. Uh, it might be an audiobook form. I don't know, but the book's pretty good. And hopefully your book is as good as mine. And if it's not, well, you know what? We've got more chapters to write to make it good. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. A few things to tidy up before we call it a day here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. It was fun to reminisce with you guys. Uh, it's a passion of mine. I want to share a little bit with you. It's, um, it really hit me today. I was like, wow, 20 years. 20 years, um, and I'm only 29, so I mean, I must have been like nine or something when that happened. Anyway, uh, we got some business to take care of. Uh, softball in action this weekend, uh, taking on Louisiana Tech over at uh, the dot. So you've got something to look forward to. Three games set. Uh, they're taking on Louisiana Tech. Uh, it's going to be a Friday doubleheader beginning at 1 p.m. Saturday series finale is scheduled for high noon. Now, if you can't go, of course, um, you can check it out on the Herd softball page. They're going to stream that. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, Also, on the call will be uh, WMUL-FM, the student radio station, 88.1. You can stream it online at uh, marshall.edu slash WMUL. It's stream one. And the Thundering Herd would like to, um, you know, take it out on somebody. They lost their first Conference USA Series of the year at FIU. I thought, no, they're not going to lose this. Yeah, they lost it 2-1. Um, they did not have much success in the Saturday doubleheader. Uh, they fell in Game 1, 9-1, and then 5-1 in Game 2. And the Panthers are now uh, on a roll. They've won their second consecutive Conference USA Series. Uh, Marshall did come back on Sunday. They won out the weekend and... Uh, yeah, well, they won Sunday. That's a bounce back for them. Uh, they scored first in the uh, first inning and held a slim lead and uh, had to hang on there. So the Thundering Herd, looking at their record now, it's still pretty good. They're 26-15. and 26-15. They're 9-6 and six in conference play. Still a winning record. You would like them to have been maybe 10-5, and 11-4 in conference play. That would have been really good for them. They're taking on a uh, Lady Tech team that uh, comes in at 35 and 10 overall. They're 13 and 2 in conference play. So this is really big. If you're a big softball fan, you haven't come out yet to see the herd. This is probably the series you might want to go out there for and and support them because uh, they get this one. That's um that's going to be a nice bounce back, a nice little statement for them. And I've been pretty impressed the way they've come out so far. 26 and 15. That's really good. That's right back to where I'm thinking softball should be. Always want better. Always want more. But I think you've got a new coach coming in. And I mean, I'm just speaking here out of turn, maybe, but you got a coach coming in after a coach who came in after Shonda Stanton. And you're asking her to, okay, uh, the coach who came in after the coach that we all love and adore left. So you're coming in now. I mean, you're asking her to, okay, can you, can you, can you pick this baton back up and run with it? And uh, you look at the record so far. Yeah, I think, uh, I think so. I think 26 and 15 means uh, they've been playing some good softball. So I've been pretty appreciative. And uh, I've seen some of the games and thought, all right, you know, um, this team can score. What's going on here? This team can score. This hasn't been a shutdown. Let's keep the other team off the board. It's been like, no, we're going to score. Wasn't the way uh, against FIU the other day. But yeah, for the most part, they, they like popping some runs out there. So that's what's coming up over at Marshall. You got a doubleheader. On Saturday, I'm sorry, you got a doubleheader on Friday and then the Saturday series finale, 1 p.m. on Friday, 
noon on Saturday. So that's uh, that's your daily Marshall tidbit, your nugget of news for the day. Of course, uh, we are about a week and a couple of days out from the scrimmage, the green and white game, whatever you want to call it, the controlled practice, uh, the big event going on next week at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. So we're a few days out from that. And then football will be silent for a few months. And then what? Then what? The dog days of summer, my friend. The dog days of summer will be upon us. Great opportunity. You get baseball. I mean, baseball is... um, Going to be um, well. Going to be some support. Got an opportunity there to um, support them. Uh, I mean, it's funny, you know. Too um, baseball's at La Tech. Softball is hosting La Tech. That's kind of kind of funny. And don't forget uh, next Saturday is for the uh, scrimmage. You can purchase season tickets as well. So uh, opportunities there for you to uh, pick up your tickets. Get ready for the season. 2 p.m. April 27th, 2 p.m., the Green and White Scrimmage. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. I'm your host, Paul Juan. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow, we're going to do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. W227BS Huntington, The Drive with Paul Swan. Weekdays at 5 on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930.